It's the Page Avenue Crew Podcast. My name is Adam. I'm Dan. Josh! Ryan here. <laughs> and we have a special guest. A special guest. Got so many guests now, dude. You know how real of a podcast we are? Very. Yes. Very real. We're all on the same screen at the same time. It's pretty cool. <laughs> we have our old friend Stephen Smith. You may know him from a show on Fuse back in the day called Stephen's Untitled Rock Show. What's up, dude? Shit, yeah. Thank you for having me. And way back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> That's when we met each other. Way back. No, we didn't meet on the rock show. We met on... Oh, is it after that? Man on Warp Tour. No, it was before. Right? No, no, it was. Um, about, you know, it might have been Warp Tour. It might have been. It might have been on Roosevelt Island. Might have been that Warp Tour. It might have been that. And then you guys came by. We had a show called Seventh Avenue Drop. That's right. We did know each other. Uh, is that what it was called? You did that one too. We no, did a bunch of stuff at Fuse. You but did yeah. a bunch of stuff. You did a show called Daily Download. I think that's yes, what it was yes. then. Yep. Yeah. Or it might have been IMX. I don't know. They're all bad. But um, <laughs> uh, I just remember when you guys played. We, we had this intern, and uh, he was he was you know he has his alkaline trio tattoo. He was very hard intern, very young. We used to fuck with him, and um, uh, but he would like insult people using brand new lyrics, which is I guess not untopical now. But um, uh, he, uh, I remember him saying he's like, yeah, I want to see Story of the Year, and I was like, I hadn't seen them before. I heard they do backflips. <laughs> and then he come the next day. He was like, "Dude, story of the year just fucking backflips." He's just flipping out. And you guys came, and we had the stage. We had a stage where the crowd was, and then the crowd was off and down. And um, uh, Adam, you and Ryan got up, and you both jumped off the stage like over everybody's heads and just landed. I remember just going. <laughs> <laughs> it was like free willy. It was just everything was over. And it was I was floored, completely floored. I was like, yep, yeah, right on, right on, right on, right on. Uh I think it was might have been no, I saw you at warp, but that might have been like the first like live in your face thing. But yeah. they, you guys fucking did black backflips. I don't know if you still do. <laughs> I still yeah. do the backflip. Well, Ryan Ryan still can. He's in good shape still. Oh, fair I still enough. do those mugs. I, I could never do a backflip. I've talked about this a lot. I, I everybody thinks that I did the backflips too, but I never I never have. But yeah, it was a singer, right? Yeah, it's the yeah. singer does. They're the like thing. It had to be the singer. It's like no, that was that was our guitar players. I always think of that really old um, that comedian Gallagher. You know, smashed the watermelons. Yeah, yeah. He, he he would do yeah, this yeah. joke where he would jump on a, a trampoline and he would say, "I can do, I, I can I can do a backflip, but there's something." There's something inside that says, mm, don't get your butt over your head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We get our butts over our heads all the time. <laughs> Steven, you know what I remember? I remember watching Fuse like in the tour bus, like at my apartment when we were off tour, like in my fucking mom's house. And I remember like we've, we've during this journey, we've met some pretty cool people. But I vividly remember the first time like doing those shows and like meeting you stuff. I remember being like fucking starstruck by you. Cause like this dude was like in my living room coming out of my TV screen so many times. And like, I, I don't know. I, I remember coming out there and just like, look at you. It's like, this is the, it was one of the first moments I had in our, in our career. Where I was like, this dude that I've seen on TV is like two feet from me right now. Like, this is really weird. And I was like, genuinely like, uh, get a I was like, genuinely starstruck by you. You were our Ricky Rackman, you know, we, yeah. you, you, hey. are, you are our rock show in our time, you know, so. R Rick, Ricky and I had the same manager. 
Oh, whoa. And, yeah. And California. And um, Ricky, I never met Ricky. I saw Ricky once, but the manager was a cunt who robbed us both. <laughs> so <laughs> we have that going. You got that going for you. Which was nice. <laughs> um yeah, read contracts before you sign them. That was a mistake. It's one of the one of the best practices they 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 recommend. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Well, he was sneaky, and um, it's so funny because uh, oh, I'm bearing the lead. But like, so here here's what's funny about him is that um, he was a terrible human being, and he still is. <laughs> and he also managed he also managed Wharf. From Star Trek, dude, I was yeah, about to make a joke Worf? like you mean Lieutenant Worf, but no, you're you're serious. He, you know, son of Moog, like he yeah. he knew, um, and oh, I speak it, Adam. I'm with you. Uh, he his partner like was my manager, and I trusted her, and we were friends, and uh, um, like my girlfriend at the time, we were all in the same circle and all this, and so she's like, oh hey, I have your contract extension. Uh, uh, from the main dude and you can just sign it. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And he lied to her who then lied to me. And then she quit the business and I was on the hook for like 15% for like another five years. No, that's so fine. I, ended, I ended up, I ended up suing him going to arbitration. And I remember sitting at my cube at fuse on the phone going, just saying this, like this is a grown adult to another grown adult. Dude, when you call me, like, I feel sick. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> Like you make my stomach hurt. Like you make me just ill. Well, it was on and, brand for like the the era, you know, <laughs> genre wise. Oh God, it was ridiculous. And then eventually so he screwed up, and and he like went to uh, he was like he'll take a buyout. And I'm like, yeah, I was waiting for that motherfucker. Wow, Jeez. he was a he was a toolback. But here's the funny part: is he made a horrible mistake screwing over, and I can't remember the the reason why, but she'll tell you if she ever talked to her, uh, Debbie Wonder. Do you guys know Debbie Wonder? I don't think so. I don't, I don't okay. think so. Debbie Wonder is one of my dear, dear friends, one of my wife's best friends, and her husband is a man named Rusty Pistachio. Oh, oh yeah. There you we go. know Rusty. Dan definitely knows that. H2O. That's my shit. So Rusty was like, you know, and again, one of my dearest friends, low talker. Rusty be like, <laughs> yeah. well, let's just go over and fuck him up. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> that's, that's, that's rusty. That's let's rusty. Just call, let's just call up DMS and we'll fuck him up. This is yeah. all good. Dude, God, Ru- was, rusty was... doesn't. Rusty doesn't seem like he would be that guy. Like he seems too mellow. But I've heard him <sighs> talk like that a few times. Like, yeah, you know, so we just we had to go over and straighten him out. You know the Dwayne Peters story. Uh, no. I don't know with with Rusty U.S. bombs. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's. I think they were playing because I was just talking to um, uh, Brian Keenan from the Souls about it because he was the, he was in the fight. Um, security oh, the at the, sh- the Souls. Dan knows the Souls. <laughs> yeah, we were talking right before we started. He did a, the Souls podcast last week. Bouncing Souls, Fuck. the bouncing ones. Yeah, <laughs> the bouncing yeah. ones. Um, sidebar: Their managers in Glendale in California, and you guys should all you should cross pollinate podcasts. That would be really cool. Nice because yes, th- they do. They, I love this. Just hanging and getting to see each other and being, I don't know, helping fans get this yeah. stuff. I don't know. I dig it. Only fans. She was telling only fans is very important. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I should come back to that later. But uh, <laughs> Brian was just telling me a story. It was some, some show in Fresno that, um, uh, the guitar player in us bombs was Johnny two bags. Who's in social distortion. Yep. And I remember social D came by the rock show once and I was nervous cause I've always liked social D, but it's Mike Ness. You know, you don't want to like be a tool to Mike Ness. So mm-hmm. I would always have like rusty hang out. Like if, um, 
like Pennywise came by or just like any big hardcore band, um, like Madball would come by. I'd always have like Rusty hanging and be like, I'm with him, so I'm cool. You're like, look, dude, I'm cool. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm yeah. cool. I'm cool. I'm cool. And, and, you know, and Rusty's like the greatest human being in the world. Yeah. And um, so I remember saying to Mike Ness, Rusty couldn't come. I said, hey, Rusty says, hey. And Johnny Tubax goes, fucking Rusty. And I went, oh, Wait. shit. Uh-oh. Is this good? Is this bad? bad? What? And I was like, why? And he went, we were on tour and security like roughed up the fans. So Dwayne like went after security and they knocked Dwayne out. And then it became a fight between the souls and us. And out comes Rusty. One, two, three, laid three guys out. I've never <laughs> seen anything like that in my life. <laughs> and I was like, oh, so it wasn't. Okay, Ooh, cool. Okay, good. And then I good. asked Rusty and Rusty's like, yeah, fuckers, yeah, yeah, take him out. Go fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> He's just... Yeah, Dude, that, that's a, with those dudes with like any of those New York New York hardcore dudes. It's like like uh, Warren Lee. You probably know Warren Lee, Royce, Royce Lee. Oh, you wait, know, wait, those was dudes. Royce in Suicide Machines? No, wait, different Royce. No, so, that was yeah, that was different Royce. So different these, Royce. Okay, sorry. Like uh, crew dudes who toured with uh, with H two O and you know kind of mm-hmm. all those bands, Hazen Street, Madball. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, I think uh, they worked. Uh, Royce worked for sure. Worked at Irving. Yeah, Irving Plaza. Yeah, they were just New York, New York hardcore dudes. But in know. that crew, now, my wife knows everybody. She's insanely cooler than me and most people. <laughs> she just has low standards. <laughs> but Warren, Warren, when uh, he worked for us, like he, you know, he's probably ten years older than us, something like that, like older dude. So he's, but he's been around. He's he's seen some shit. But uh, I remember. Like all of us remember so many times when something would go down, he'd be like, bro, should I fuck him up? Do I need to fuck him up? <laughs> yeah. Or like when that, that shit happened with Godsmack, like later on he heard about it. He's like, bro, if I was there, I would have fucking killed every one of them. You know? Like, <laughs> but like real and, murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Real. Do you guys know Polly from, um, he was in No More Black? Uh, I know I No More uh, Black, but I, I, didn't, I don't know him. the guys. What's his name from Sheer Terror? Uh, anyway, my wife knows like all these guys because she worked like she was an agent in New York and, and she just knows like every security person, every bar in Manhattan. We were we were at um, uh, there was a, MT, a VMA music uh, when those things mattered. The VMA yeah. awards were happening. And I remember um, uh, Rusty's wife, Debbie, she was the um, the manager at Conan O'Brien. So if you played late night. Uh, with Conan, you dealt with her and she would set all the bands up and that's how like the souls got on there and she would let me come by for sound checks and I would just hang out. Like I hung mm-hmm. out with no effects. That's how I met them. And um I uh, like I hung out for Elvis Costello and like Wilco and it was just me and the audience listening to sound check. It was very, very cool. <laughs> Tight. But we got we went to this VMA party and it was really crowded and um uh I think some like the newfound glories were there so we went in to say hi and I brought Rusty and I went in and some guy just did this to Rusty, just put his hand on his chest to like get by. And my wife saw the look first <laughs> and then I saw it. And my wife was like, get him the fuck out of here. Get him the fuck out of here. And Trisha's my, it's my wife. Trisha's like, move, 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 move. And I'm pulling Rusty. Rusty's like, oh my fuck this guy. And there's like hundreds <laughs> of people around at a party. And I have to like pull Rusty out, which is not easy. Yeah. And Rusty's like, oh fucking. I'm like, I just, Trisha's like, just go, just go, just go, just go. Oh, fun stuff. Fun stuff. Yeah. I wish I was tough. Is it because of all his jewelry? Yeah, it's all jewelry. 
His jewelry is amazing. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. It's great. I used to always buy that shit. Yeah, he's still doing it. He's in South Carolina now selling it. That's where they relocated. So everybody got the hell out of L.A. because it's on fire. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. (laughs) It is burning frequently. It's burning and Texas is freezing because, you know, there's justice. Yeah, St. Louis Louis is too right now. It's it's fucking, it's insane right now. But it's okay. We're used to it. What is it? Like minus what? (laughs) It. We were talking about this on our call a little bit ago. It, it, I think it was like zero pretty much all day. Okay. And then wind chills. Currently it's, currently it's six degrees. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. High yesterday. But, the high and low were within like one degree of each other, and I think it was zero and negative one. Is this like, is this called the sexy part of the podcast? Yeah. Talking about the weather. Yeah, talking about the weather you know, yeah, part, yeah. Right? Yeah. Everybody yeah. gets boners, and then we get all excited. Yeah. Told you we'd talk about dicks. We talk about the weather with asthma. You get really close and you go, convert it to Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, my God. So. Kelvin is rising. Absolute zero, Kelvin. Now, I, I have a question for you guys because I think about this a lot. Um, so, and the souls were explaining this to me, and I found it very interesting. Um, uh, Adam kind of might know this bit. I've been, in this, I've been in this war with iTunes that I lost horribly. Um, they deleted, like, half my music on iTunes Match, and... Most of it I had backed up, but some I didn't because it was like digital. So I just, you know, I hit the remove download and whatever. It's all gone, whatever. They were really nice about the fact that they have no accountability, but they were very nice about it. (laughs) So I was talking about this with the Bouncing Souls, again, very sexy. And I was like, how do you guys, bands now, like I'm very involved in my kids' school. So I talk to like the older kids in the middle school and they have no concept of ownership of music, like zero. Like they're like, it's it's all like, like, what? Like literally the, the look on the face is I feel like, like I'm talking to my dad or I feel like I'm talking to my grandfather about an ice machine. Like they brought ice in the house. That seems counterintuitive, <laughs> but um, it, they, they have no concept of it. They're like, you just go on YouTube and there it is. Or you just go on Spotify. Yeah, you, get and it, it is. Right? You, you just get it. It's just there. You just listen to it. So I'm like, oh, so I guess it's like radio. You just turn on the radio. There it is. I didn't pay for it, but it's on the radio. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I paid for the radio, you know, but yeah. or somebody's, you know, so they were telling me about this thing called sound exchange and the souls were like, we're making like more money than we have because we have this thing that goes out and finds where it's played and then we get it. And I want to ask you guys as a band, like, are you in a, like, how does that work? Do you guys, does, is that, is there something similar? Do you do something like that? Or is it just like, uh, we streaming? definitely get sound exchange checks. We okay. got some big ones a couple years ago when like we, I, I guess like just accessed all the backlog of what we were owed. And now yeah. it's like a few, like a few hundred dollars, <laughs> 74 bucks. Now it's just a little, it's a little bit. It's, it's not much because okay. uh, we don't know the mechanics of it. So maybe we're just not doing this right. But yeah, there are people out there collecting money for plays. Um, Cause it's not all just publishing and the, because mm. streaming is in this like in between spot, it's not necessarily a license and not, not necessarily a purchase like you get a little bit from publishing, you get a little bit of a mechanical royalty, even mm-hmm. though it's not. So it's, it's, it's weird shit. And until like new legislation is passed and it becomes officially like, here's what streaming is. It's going to be this like, uh, who's giving me my money? What is it? And <laughs> just a bunch of different revenue streams. All this sounds really fucking romantic and, and artsy, <laughs> but I'm sure you're into it. Dude, if, if I had the brands, I would like go into like, uh, like copyright law for like bands and like comics. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's all I would do is because I've had conversations with um, uh, like musicologists where you're like, that's fascinating, but you're a dick because you changed it by four notes <laughs> for yeah, a commercial. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I get what you do, but you're the devil. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, yeah. it's like... 
Yeah. It's um I was going to make fun of a band that I really shouldn't. So I'm not going to. But, <laughs> well, no, it's, 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 like, it's like, you know, like, <laughs> you remember like Vanilla Ice, like with Queen, yes. like it goes, dun, 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 dun. No, but ours goes, dun, 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 You know, it's different. Yeah, they That was literally his argument. Yeah, duh. God, that interview is so great. But the the subject, like the notion of ownership to like today's youth, you know, it is, there are little like pockets of hope because things like kind of the resurgence of vinyl shows you that there is a subset of people out there that want to hold something, you know? And, you know, I, we, all of us grew up. Can you, can you say that again? <laughs> There's a, <laughs> I want to hold something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I want that want to hold something, uh, a, a hold physical piece of artwork, uh, some vinyl, you know, um, we grew up in the generation like you got a, the new uh, Pantera album, you got the new Social Distortion album, whatever, and you were so pumped to look at the liner notes. You were cool, so pumped to like hold this shit in your hand, you know. So when you talk about that with kids these days, it's like you just seem like a fucking the old guy in the room, just like you were saying. You seem like an old fucking decrepit old dude. But I don't know. There are people <laughs> decrepit, gross. Yeah, there are there are people that crusty. that want to hold something. In their hands still, and I think that's kind of cool. And for us, it's kind of a unique challenge of finding those people and like figuring out a way how how we can service them. Like what cool like merch items, cool shit we can do for them. So that that's that's pretty dope. Yo, here's an idea. Everyone who listens to this, number one, you're all fucking adults now, so you're not even the youths of today anymore. <laughs> yeah. But first of all, if they're anything, they're youths. The two youths. The Dude, two I was youths. Gonna say, I think it here it comes out there. I like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we live in movie quotes for sure. Um, we all know that CDs are pointless. What do you want to buy? Listeners, if you're like, damn, I want that new story of the year album, but I want to get something and hold it in my hand. What do you want? And if you say cassette, you're an idiot. <laughs> just dick. <laughs> yeah. Cassettes just, just for, just for laughs. You just want to have that. It sucked then. It sucks now. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you're wasting your money on that, you don't deserve to be in a band. <laughs> yeah. But you know what though, dude? Unless you sell a hundred of them for novelty, it's whatever. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. to me, it's like an, a novelty. Like I wouldn't put it in. I, I literally have nothing to play a cassette in. But it would be kind of, <laughs> yeah. kind of funny to have a cassette from like one of my favorite bands. Yeah. So tweet us, or you know, if you're a patron, you know, put it on the Discord, whatever. What would you want to have it in your hand as a physical thing that represents an album, not just a merch thing, not just like. You know what I mean? Not just a, a random like yeah, yeah, yeah. T-shirt or, or a fucking koozie. What do you want that goes with an album? Yeah, like yeah. a bunt cake? Dude, this is kind of serendipitous. Oh, bunt cakes are delicious. <laughs> a bunt cake. Story there sent me a bunt cake. Uh, this is kind of serendipitous. This is, this is going to sound kind of funny, but... So I, I'm kind of like an outdoorsy dude, right? My sister-in-law, for Christmas, there's like this, this service called Mystery Tackle Box. Yes! Um, dude, that sounds made up. Yeah, yeah. It sounds you know, like you made that up. Scoos. I already love it. You know what I'm talking about, Scoos, is it, right? Is it sponsored by Chuck Reagan? Is that what it is? <laughs> whatever it is, I want it. No, it's just like fishing lures. So every month you get a box That's and there's fine. like, you pick what, like, what, what, no you know. No fucking way, dude. No, I'm, dude, I'm dead serious. She didn't know what to get. She's like, <laughs> you know, she wanted to get something kind of creative outside the box. And um, I don't know, super fucking thoughtful, dope present. Anyway, so I opened this box. If they're really good, the fish would walk out and get them. Just <laughs> Keep going. Uh, I opened this box. This is just really serendipitous that we're having this conversation because I opened this box and I was just kind of laughing to myself like, holy shit, this is really fun. There's like these fishing lures that somebody sent me. I don't know. It was just, I don't do any of that kind of shit. So I saw, I saw, my, but my first thought was like, damn, 
how sweet would this be if bands did this shit? Like, I, I had this exact same th- thought today about, like, reading liner notes and just, like, who who did uh, the singer think? Who did the guitar player sh- think in his whatever? So I was thinking, like, how dope would that be to get some kind of, like, thing like, like Adam used to get, like, the, when you were in the Metallica fan club, you got, like, the paint can full of, like, random shit. But there's yep. got to be something that you can hold in your hand that's personal, that lets you kind of see into the lives of the band and, like, the you know the inspiration for the album and all that shit that people if you can figure out what that is i think there is people that would be into that for sure it's fishing lures dude i definitely know what you can hold in your hand well you know it's funny there i got so a few years ago my wife got me uh because i need all the copies i can handle like like all the beatles uk releases because i'm a beatles nerd fuck yeah you're goddamn right you did and um i was like i want the uk releases she was like what i'm like just just ask the dude. <laughs> I want so say say I want the mono UK releases. That's it. Oh, I have those. Do you have those? I have some of them. Yes. They're only you can get a box set, but they're only on CD. But the CD is the original liner notes, but it's like this size. I have some. I have some of the actual records from my dad. Yeah. Like the mono the mono records from my dad. Josh's dad used to sell Coke. He did. Oh, cool. A cola or Coke, oh, Pepsi. Yeah, really? yeah Pepsi. Yeah. Oh, that's Coke. cool. That's funny. Hey, my, my my daughter upstairs, she's getting ready to go to bed. And she goes, Dad, what are hard drugs? <laughs> and I went, What? <laughs> hey, my, par- my, my parents used to have a triple B balance in the in the closet. It's like what? How'd you know? None of them are that hard if you're trying to trying to find them. Triple B balance. Really get that measurement right. Uh, he didn't have it on his keychain, little scale. Just balance it real quick. No, um, but, like a full-on in a, in a plastic case, big ass triple beam balance, like you had in high school chemistry class. Sure, kilo style. I like you, don't it, need, you don't need to pay for it. Two paper clips is about a gram, so you can just go that route. <laughs> just saying. So how, how did you feel this question from your kids? Stephen? So she's you know brushing her teeth. She's nine, and um, her sister is also nine, which is weird. Um, it's not where they're twins, but I like the fact that for a second you're like, wait, what? I'm like, whoa. Oh, I was like, damn, you got right back in the in the saddle. How does that even happen? Some kind of riddle. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, I was, so I said, I said, how'd you, what, where'd you hear hard drugs? And she went, like, I'm an idiot. Uh, BSC. What? Which is British Society of Cinematographers. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> uh, BSC. We have parents here. Yes. 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 Yep. Yep. We, have yep. parents, we have parents of girl. Who's got, who's got what? Me and Ryan have a girl, both of us. Okay, one girl together. They have one. We had it together. Oh, that's, cool. together. that's very progressive. We are <laughs> yeah. so progressive. That is the story of the. I'm not going to go. I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> no, what's the story of the year, bro? <laughs> what What is the story of the year? <laughs> um, uh, BSC. So wait, how old are they? How old are your girls? You go first. Yours is older. Oh, oh yeah. Enough to fuck. Uh, oh, Twelve. Shit. You can tell that Adam Adam's the one that doesn't have kids. You can it's tell by that, by that Whoa. statement. My, my daughter's um, only my daughter's only four, so only four. Okay, so twelve. So BSC Babysitters Club. Oh, okay. Uh. Okay. So my daughter, they're watching the show, which, by the way, is like Breaking B- Bad level good. BSC on Netflix <laughs> reboot, right? Okay, I have not Dude, seen this. The but- Babysitters Club reboot. It's so good. It's so stupid good, uh. and to make you feel older, the mom is Alicia Silverstone. So there you go. Oh, oh. sweet. Uh. All right, we um, talked about her last week. Yeah. Oh, she, she's crazy. Um, but uh, so I was like, BSC. And she was like, yeah, they were like having some school thing. And some kid was like, they were joking about um, uh, the girl. This one girl has diabetes. She's hiding it. And one girl was like, are you on hard drugs? And I'm like, oh, so it was a joke. Good joke. Nice. So I was like, oh, shit, how do I feel this? And I was like, um, you know how a doctor can get you medicine? They're like, yeah. I'm like, this is where you get it from somebody who's not a doctor and you shouldn't and you can hurt yourself. Oh, then she went to bed. Ooh, and I'm perfect. sitting there going. 
Very oh, nice. Well done. Shit. Well played. Very nice. Well, <laughs> now that now you have to explain it because you know when we were growing up, weed was a hard drug, and you know it was like you go to jail and you're gonna fucking die if you do if you smoke weed. Yeah. But now that's not. So now you got to have hard drugs and like just you know soft, soft drugs. When they say when they say what's what's marijuana, I'll say oh it's in the box in your mom's drawer. So <laughs> <laughs> that stuff stuff Wait, that uh, smells weird. Yeah. Those aren't gummy bears. Put those down. <laughs> well, they are, but they're not for you. Those are daddy's gummy bears, and that's important. Daddy needs to sleep. It's that uh, those it's that gummy <laughs> stuff that Josh keeps selling us every week. Yeah, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> so wait, Josh, your dad was like he full, full on. Yeah, like so. My dad, when he was in high school, was mm-hmm. like the dude to go to to get whatever you needed. Okay. In the seventies. What if you needed like a I don't know, like a crank, like a crankshaft or something? Like, what if you <laughs> yeah, need? like if you need like some like some pat like some brake pads for your car. Yeah, auto parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crankshaft sounds like a drug, actually, in a weird way. It actually, yeah. From what I've been told, that he told he was the drug dealer of my high school that I eventually went to. Oh, wow. Um, and then he also changed the dress code because our high school used to have an actual dress code and they suspended him for not adhering to the dress code. And then he came back to school, adhered to the dress code, got on student council and changed the dress code. So they didn't have to have uniforms. So he's a hero. Yeah. Very fuck, fucking fight, fighting the man from the inside. Like and also good. any drug you needed. And he never yeah. went so, to jail, never went to so, jail for it. Nope. So, Ryan, your daughter's 12, and I've yep. been trying to prepare my girls. Uh, again, they're twins. Uh, they're turning 10. Like, for the awful double standard that is girls' dress codes. And there's this article online I read a few years ago, and I tried to save it, but, you know, I'm an idiot. Uh, hence the iTunes fiasco. But, um, and it was, it was things I'm cool, my daughter getting suspended for at school. Like, if my daughter goes to school with, like, you know, spaghetti strap top, but, like, you know, her arms are, like, they're going to say that's not cool. Like, no, it is cool. Yeah, they're called arms. Get over it. <laughs> they're called arms. And they're like, well, what about the boys? And I'm like, one, they're all stupid. Yeah. And <laughs> they're going to be stupid till they're about 40. Yeah, that's so a fact. We just yeah. have to I'm have still to deal stupid. with that. I'm 40 and I'm still stupid. So, yeah. Oh, God. I'm I don't turning think, are you Are you saying it gets better? I don't think it does. No, you just get more comfortable <laughs> being an idiot. Yeah, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you just I just walk because because it's like as as, as I, my wife and twin girls and you know we just got the COVID dog who's also a girl. I'm just the dumbest person in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I told you that. What? Yo, yeah. Stephen. Uh, while, hey, yeah, while we're talking like, about kids, I have a memory with you. It's a really old memory. Uh, I do not Uh-oh. expect. Yeah, yeah, I do not expect you in any capacity to remember this, but long story, super short, like years and years ago, um, I had a side band called Greek fire and we played in South by Southwest. I and remember. I... Yeah. Yeah. You were doing like work for Chevy or Ford or something. For South oh, yeah, by Southwest. Was, yeah. 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 So but anyway, long story, super, super short. Uh, we were hanging out and you were about to have your first kid. So mm-hmm. twins, I guess your your wife is pregnant, and you were just kind of asking me. I I had just had a kid, and you yeah. were asking, you know, what to expect, you know, what ch- what changed, blah blah blah. And we had this like super like heavy conversation, and I remember telling you, I was like, dude, this this is gonna sound kind of morbid, but when my daughter came, I realized for the first time in my life, like I'm fully capable of, of murder. <laughs> yeah, like I can murder. I remember yeah. it. I remember it full on. I remember yeah, yeah. it full on. You're like, I would I would kill somebody now. Yeah, I was like, yeah. I I've, I didn't know that about myself. You know, I'm like a pretty 
goofy dude. Like, but when my daughter came, I was like, I knew like is I could I could murder someone like in fucking cold oh, blood. Completely. I could, yeah, yeah. And I just remember like having that kind of moment with you, and then you told me the next day you were like, yeah, I called my wife and told her about our conversation, and uh, I don't know, we just like kind of broed on that conversation, and, and like. I've told that story a couple times, you know, but it's fucking, it switch goes off, right? Like something happens to you. You're oh, different. I remember where we were. You guys were playing. We were like outside doing an interview and we were talking about that. And then here's the crazy thing. My kids were born a week later. They came early. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Yeah. And I remember like the company was like, Hey, I know you just had your kids, but can you do another interview? And I went, yeah, no, <laughs> nah. Nope. <laughs> nah. That's so funny. You said that, Ryan. It's very serendipitous as you said earlier, but like, what is a good word and not a good movie, but a great ice cream place. Um, Hold on, man. That movie's not bad. Uh, is that Jessica Biel? No. No, no, no. Back, that's, Kate John, that's John Cusack, Kate Beckinsale, Kate and Beckinsale. Jeremy Piven. Uh, yes, terrible. Sorry. Dis- disagree. Um, <laughs> Jeremy but, uh, Piven's great in it. Jeremy Piven's great in a lot of things. And then he got weird. PCU. Um, oh, yep. God. PCU. How PCU. good is that movie? Throwback. Love PCU. So good. What? So fucking funny. We keep interrupting you. What, what were we going to say? Oh, no, no, because, no, no. Like, no whatever I was, he was going to say, stop it. We're talking about PCU now. This <laughs> is a great movie. I'm just I mean, joking. It hasn't aged well, but continue. I mean, you go back to that movie and you're like, you know the weird guy with the dreads? He's going to make The Mandalorian. What? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he is. Hey, uh, blow me where the Pampers is. Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, that's funny. great. Uh, no, Ryan Reynolds, I was saying I've been on this like Deadpool kick lately. And, um, and there was a quote from him today. Uh, Ryan to Ryan. And he said that he said he told Blake Lively, he was like, I love you. I would take a bullet for you until I had my daughter and realized that I would use you as a human shield. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've seen that interview. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I, I love that. Yep. It's, there's a switch that goes off. Like, I'm, it's, it was so intense for me that, like, when you hear about, like, um, you know, like a deadbeat dad, like a dad that's not in the picture, that's just like has no interest in their kid. That's just like it, it's so unfathomable to me, considering like oh, the yeah. switch, the switch that went off on me. Like I was a fucking different dude. Like I, I met oh. my daughter like instantly. I'm different. You know, I mm-hmm. could kill, I could kill motherfuckers, but uh, there's a hundred other ways. I'm just like instantly different. You know, was that kind of your experience too? Like shit's life changing, yeah. right? Oh my god, it's funny. So we bought this house. Um, that we're trying to sell. Um, if anyone wants a house in central Jersey, um, the property taxes are awful. That's why we're getting the hell out. Um, welcome to adulthood. Nothing's cool anymore. Uh, Come to to St. Louis. It's really cheap and cold. Evidently. Uh, we're going to, we're we're heading over to PA. My wife's from Philly. So we're going to be Philly yo's, you know, but my daughter was like, I'll always be a Jersey girl. I'm like, you will be, but there's like, there's a way to say it. (laughs) Um, uh, You're not Jersey girl, but you're Jersey. Like it's anyway. Um, when, so we bought this house, it's like a three bedroom. It's not a big house, but it's a funky house. And you know, my wife and I were always like, you know, we've got our bedroom and you know, where the TV is and the other two bedrooms were just kind of empty. We have my parents come over something or people would stay. But as soon as the kids were born and they're twins, so they were early. So they go into the NICU, which is like nightmarish, but they're fine. And I remember coming home and having this feeling of, oh, now the house is full. Now I get it. Yeah. Like they weren't even there yet, but I just had this feeling of now this, okay, this is yeah, why yeah. everything. Yeah. I think yeah, back right. now, because I have a son that's eight as well, but I think back now and yeah, I have a three bedroom house and I'm like, what the fuck did I used to do in this house? Like <laughs> Adam lived in the one room for a little while. 
And then like, I have this whole basement that's kind of like more my area, but I'm like, what did I use these bedrooms for? It's just weird. And what the fuck did I think about all day? It's just weird how how much life is different, you know. Later, what did I think about but, all day? Like, what was I doing all the time? I, I I had so much time. I think I don't I don't remember we, that. But. We just got this this dog, and I was the last person to want one. I love animals. I'm a big fan, but I'm also very lazy. And <laughs> I can I can identify with that. I just got to the point where you know I got nine year olds. Where like Saturday mornings, they get up. Roblox <laughs> exists. And I don't have to do shit. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. I gotta tie a rope around this fucking thing. Yeah. And drag it outside to put, it's like it's I'm just like, Arr. And she's great. She's awesome. She's a rescue. She's super fun. The kids wanted one, but they're every cliche. Oh, the dog's so cute. Can I go log on? You know what? I'm gonna kill you. And everybody you know what? Remember that murder thing we talked about? It goes in reverse. <laughs> murder your children. Yep. Yeah, they get older murder, and then yep. you want to murder them. Yeah. Dude, yeah. yeah that's, that's like clearly I don't know shit about having a kid. I don't have any human children. I did, however Wait, go back. Hold up. You've tried to create other species or wait, what's do you have dogs? <laughs> he has no, no he has no human children. <laughs> Is this Dr. Moreau shit? Like what Dude, you- if puppies could come out of my wife's poon, like there'd be puppies all over the place. We would make make a lot of them. He does love dogs. I love animals. Fair enough. You've chosen how, how how long you've been married? It will be almost seven years. It'll be seven oh, years cool. in May. Okay. And so kids you just and I, I I don't care at all. I'm just curious. Like some like just children not something you guys thought about or I don't mean no, to be so my, personal. I mean my ex-wife and I were like, no, I don't think we want to do that. Like before my now wife and I even started dating, you know, like years before. Right. Uh, so I was kind of already on that. And then with my wife, she and her youngest sister is 12 years younger than her. So she was like uh. instant babysitter life. She, d- she changed diapers when she was fucking 13 years old, you know? So mm-hmm. she, she got all that out of her system. And I had my sister and her and my nephew living with us from the time that he was two until, I don't know, six. Uh, so we had some experience and we're like, no, we're good, you know? And mm-hmm. I don't know if you get changing diapers out of your system. I don't think anybody's really into that ever either way. Right. But, but yeah. I'm saying like we had the experience. So like we knew like, I don't, I don't, I don't sure. want to fuck with that. I mean, among other things, like we kind of don't have, uh, I don't know. I would rather uh, not dedicate literally the rest of my life to another human being and also hey. take on that responsibility given how fucking terrifying the future of the earth seems. I, I don't, I don't know that I would ever feel equipped. Like I think about what kids are, are faced with like just in this like internet 3.0 world that we're in right now and moving forward. I pay close attention to this shit, but I have no idea what to tell a, a human being, an entire human being whose life is going to go decades beyond mine how to deal with all this shit psychologically. I just don't, I don't think I'm fucking qualified and I'm not about Uh-oh. that. My wife feels the same way. Oh, none of us are. They're not born with, they're not born with manuals. No, you're not, you're not wrong. And I totally respect it. I just, yeah, I never thought about having kids in my life until like my best friend from high school had a son and something I was like, Hmm. <laughs> but see, you guys have also traveled and done stuff. See, whenever I get really mad, I look at my kids and I go, what's up Israel? What's up Japan? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're like, what? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> and my, I would look at my wife and like, remember we used to fight about brunch? Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brunch was great. 
They're like, what's brunch? I'm like, a dream. Brunch is a dream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't exist anymore. That's the good thing <laughs> no. about waiting until you're a little older either way, you know, as evidently we all kind of did. You know, you get to you get to do your career stuff. You fucking travel and, you know, you get that stuff, that satisfaction from that. And then, then you have kids and it's a whole new fucking awesome world. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we were, groovy. With our friend group, like, we were definitely all really like late to the game with kids like we were all like the last of our group to have kids just not late for the earth though no. late for st <laughs> louis maybe yeah well in st. <laughs> in st louis you start fucking when you're 15 and then you pop out a kid at like 17 and then that's about my, it you know my mom had me at 21 and was told why'd she wait so long <laughs> yeah this is in north carolina this is in north carolina come on raise charlotte yep yeah, our so. parents. You know what? I had I had kids, and then I just kept on living my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it, it, you know, it's it's not really that you insane. That? <laughs> you can still function as a normal adults. Sometimes <laughs> it is possible. You can. I don't. I I don't. I come home and I don't acknowledge them. <laughs> How many do you have, Josh? Two. Two, boys. Two little dudes. Yeah. He chain, chains them up in the uh, room. J.R.R. Tolkien is uh, raising Josh's kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you have PTSD or how does that work? Or what? <laughs> no, nah, I, just, I just put on Lord of the Rings and shit. Say, hey, follow this playbook and you'll be fine. How old are they? Uh, six and ten. Oh, wow. So like they're learning racism really young. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> you going to put them on Harry Potter next? You're going to teach them? Let's make, the go- let's make the goblins look like this. And by the way, up oh, the white boy's the chosen one again. <laughs> wow, I've never thought about that. I mean, they're growing up in St. Louis. Oh, so. I'm sick of all this shit. As soon as you have yeah. – when you have girls, your brain your – brain tweaks a little bit that way dude it's the, it's fucking yeah. different dude i have a boy yeah. I, I have a seven-year-old son and i have a 12 year old daughter um i could talk about it for fucking 12 hours just how different uh, dude, it is i see it all it's totally different the time yeah and you know i've got i've got one and my twins are literally just it's parent trap like one is like uh i'm gonna put on makeup and the other one is like dad you want to come play with uh, the mandalorian stuff and i'm like yep you know i kind of like both <laughs> yeah, yeah. no but um what i was so, getting at um, is like for our peer group like we definitely were like among the last i mean i like my little brother had a kid in high school adam's sister oh. had a kid in high school like so yeah i mean most of the people we went we grew up with went to school with our you know 22 23 start having kids and like, we definitely did it right because i mean at that age we were traveling the world 10 months out of the year um yeah. i am so thankful that during especially those peak years where we were gone almost year round, dude, I'm so thankful that I didn't have children yet. Like I can't (laughs) even fucking imagine that. I can't even imagine that dude. I was my, I was so self-absorbed and my band and making music was literally everything in my life was so such family sucks to say, but like my current wife, like literally everything in my wife was so in second place, like a far second place to my band and being, a musician like i would have been the fucking worst dad in the world maybe that switch would have went off but i don't know like i'm happy that yeah, we I waited mean, you know? i mean we've all read the sammy hagar autobiography and let's just be honest <laughs> um but he talks about that he talks about that very thing and he talks about how like first wife like didn't work out because he was like being a rock star and then like the second wife he's in van halen yeah <laughs> he was yeah. like worst husband ever <laughs> like, yeah. like, 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 pick, pick something to neglect. I neglected it. You know what I mean? Yep. And I think that goes without saying for a lot of things. So, I, so you're absolutely right. I think that's cool doing all that living. I, dude, I didn't have kids and, uh, fuck, I'll date myself. I'm older than everybody. I, my kids were born the year I turned 40. 
Yeah. So when Crazy. they have kids, I'll be dead. So it'll be <laughs> awesome. You'll never have to be Grandpa Steve. But it's different. No. Like you live for yourself, and you're so self-absorbed. Especially if like you're one of those lucky few people where you're fucking you're doing what you love, and like you're getting paid well, and your dreams come true, and it's like you are just so completely like in love with your reality. Um, oh, yeah. But then you have kids and Adam, like the, the the only thing I would like, I think it's fucking awesome that some people shouldn't have kids. And I think if you, I, I, I fucking hate when people say like, Oh, you, you don't, you know, you, you're missing out. Like you, you're not living no, the right way. That. Blah blah. Cool. Like you shouldn't nope. tell anybody to do right. anything like nope. that. Like not everyone should have kids and, and like fucking the earth can't sustain if every person had fucking kids there's already seven billion motherfuckers here that's why there are wolves and there are deer yeah yeah but the only thing i will say is like what's different covid helping population out yeah what's different about your nephew your nephew and like jill's sister and stuff like the only thing thing i will say that's different is like it is just inherently a completely different fucking ball game when it's your own kid because you go and like just to tie it into what i'm saying like you go from like being this self-absorbed person that's like you it's all about you and your fucking dreams and everything. All of a sudden you, you become a father. And like for the first time in your life, you're like, I love something more than me. There's a life that matters more than my own. And then like, that's the fucking weird part. Is it like, you know, when you say those words, but they're actually like, like you, you put, there's a gun to your kid's head, a gun to your head. There's like no hesitation, not even a mill. Like get, just Definitely shoot me. My kid's shoot, head. shoot me. Yeah. Unless you're Josh. <laughs> But like that's a that's a totally different. Well, that, that would be an arrow or a sword because remember all the elves are white. Yeah, yeah so yeah. they're all white. Yeah, yeah. And what part of St. Louis do you live in, Josh? Because I'm trying to figure this out. Like, what are you? Uh, where the wizards dwell? Oh yeah, they're white too. Um, you really want to change the perspective on Lord of the Rings? Look at it through that lens. <laughs> <laughs> you know kind of fucked up. Hey, don't fuck my winters up, okay? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, the fucking Dunedain. They live for so long. Yeah, really? What color are they? Interesting. <laughs> That's cool. Wait, what do the dwarves look like? Dwarves are into money? Where do they live? Where do they live? That's pretty accurate because if you really think about it, there are no dark skinned people unless they're fucking orcs. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, 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 what, he, That's what he's saying. Dude. Yeah. It's real oh, shit. Yeah. But he wrote it in the 50s. So what do you expect? He wrote it before that. Was it the 30s? He wrote... Doesn't make it better. It doesn't make it any better. I'm not saying it makes it better. None of it makes it better. But he also ripped off a lot of it from Irish myth, which is fine. You got to be inspired. That's I don't blame well, him. Middle, apparently, Middle Earth is actually in our timeline as humans. It's weird, guys. No, it's not real. It's not a history book, Josh. It's a fiction. <laughs> oh, it's not? <laughs> Dude. Yeah. It didn't happen? <laughs> Guys, I got to go. This, this is... I, Son of a bitch! I got I to go watch these movies now, so I'll be, I'll be back. No, no, I'll no, be no. Back. That's not what I'm saying. Steve, that's not what I'm saying. Don't watch, don't, don't watch The Hobbit, though. They I really never watched that those. I did watch I've never the old seen ones, but... Hobbits. I've never seen Harry Potter. I've never seen any of this shit. It's, it's, it's one book that made it three movies. Too yeah. Let, yeah, me, let me tell you this. Ryan Phillips. Huh? You know how I feel about dragons and shit, right? You <laughs> yeah, know yeah. I don't fuck with dragons. Yeah, yeah. Fire's like, you don't fuck with dragons, but you fuck, you fuck with like spaceships from galaxies far, far away. That's the same thing. But how, yeah. but how are you with kaiju? Uh, kaiju, though, Adam? How are you with that? <laughs> Uh, okay, so here, my thing, I, oh, I, I, I deconstructed this huh. recently because I realized, like, I, I don't like fantasy, but Star Wars is, of course, like, my favorite shit. My wife always makes fun of me, like, oh, you don't like fantasy? Like, 
It's we're gonna make we're it, gonna make the swords lasers and then it's okay. <laughs> lasers. <Yeah>. So <laughs> the dragons um, are starships. It's cool, dude. It is. That's the thing. Like I'm so into technology and shit. Like I need that sci-fi element to really get invested in it. I can see yes, that. Yes, I love technology. That, that was my first thought. Like I need the sci-fi thing. <laughs> Always and forever. <laughs> I haven't thought about that movie in a long time. That was my first thought. Then I realized. I do like ancient shit, like with swords and dragons and stuff, but only if it's from the Far East, like Japan and China ancient. Like, I'll watch shit like that all day, every day. I realized I have like an anti-Western, anti-European history bias. Like, I don't fuck with knights and all that shit. You don't, you don't like, Euro, you don't like Eurocentric uh, fantasy. Yeah, it's kind of fucking whack to I me. I get that. But even though... A lot of Star Wars is... Eurocentric, every last one of them. There he is. <laughs> this is the way. Wait, um, wait, which way? No, this is, this is the way. This, this, no, no, this no, is. This is the way. Wait, which way am I turning? This way. Star Wars humor. Yeah, so I, I, I realize that it's not just that like it needs to be sci-fi or it needs to be this. It's just I realize like old white people with fucking armor. There's also something about like the Middle Ages. It's just everybody's fucking dirty and they got shitty teeth and even like the knights are kind of fucking they look like they smell. Like I just I can't fuck with it. Adam, I've I've realized something about you this year. Huh. You are completely racist against white people. You no longer like white people. You're con- <laughs> you're pretty much right. Guys, am I right? Am I right? Pretty accurate. Pretty yeah. accurate. Uh, dude, I'm 1000% <laughs> with him and let's just look at this podcast and let's let's check the diversity shall we yeah um, boring yeah yeah if i if i don't see like i was uh, a big big comic nerd in fact the best job i had after the rock show um was i worked at mtv for a year so i've been fired from vh1 mtv and fuse so <laughs> oh shit up? nice um, trifecta and myspace suck it um, but um, I, didn't, I didn't know that what were you doing there oh mtv was great i worked for this website called mtv geek and all we did was cover instead of music festivals was comic conventions oh well oh, oh nice. sweet and we and we did live streams and i got to host them and it was just everybody came in from like you know, Grant Morrison to Stan Lee to the whole cast of The Walking Dead to oh, um, nice. all, all the gamer shit, like the guy who invented Diablo, like all the stuff. So I'm not a big gamer, so I kind of faked my way through that. <laughs> but a lot of the TV shows, like, you know, Arrow and um, I got to meet Hugh Jackman. Like, it was insane. Sick. It was so cool. It was so How much long fun. ago was this? This was 2013 into 14. And then they, they fired everybody. They fired... Um, they got rid of that website, and they got rid of the music website. So Pinfield and I both got let go on the same day, which is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt Pinfield. Um, yeah, I'm talking Matt and forever. Did you guys ever talk to Matt? I don't uh, think so. No. Did we? No, we did like one interview. Yeah, we did one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like he's every, he, He's everything. He's, he's one of the greatest. He's just so cool. He, pr- he probably knew about all our childhood and like what middle school <laughs> we went to and shit. <laughs> he's, he's insane. He, he is that guy. And then, um, and then the other guy, I, we everybody, we all know each other. Everybody met like Jim Shearer from MTV Two. He and I are very good friends. Right. And also, Bouncing Souls, one of his favorite bands, Dan. So, yep. Also a good dude. He's he's on Sirius XM now, so I can hook you up with lots of folks. Ooh, but nice. Yeah, so my dad Adam was a big like sci- like swords was like his thing, but he likes sci fi movies. So he mm-hmm. gave me. I have his copies of the Lord of the Rings, which is kind of a big deal. 
So when right. my, nice. my girls, if my girls are ready, if they show an interest, but then it's like, like Ryan, I was thinking about it. Like, I, I'm like, well, what, what can my girls read? And like, well, what's a, what's a female centric story? I'm like, oh, the hunger games. Oh, the PTSD post-apocalyptic story. <laughs> no. Steve, if you, if you want Steve N, there's an N there. There's an N there. I don't say Joss. I know. St- no, no, that's fine. <laughs> Steve N. <laughs> Joss. Hey, you call me Joss. Whatever. You don't want to be. No, you don't want to hang with Joss, man. Not anymore. He's out. No. Oh, yep. You so, get... Steven, I have. My wife has plenty of like that kind of stuff with mm-hmm. girl centric like things. Oh, yeah. That, that aren't like that. That aren't like Hunger Games style. Oh, Join yeah. the Will's Book Club. So, if there's. This is so fucking nerdy, but there's this uh, uh, series called The Mistborn. Ooh, and it's okay. got like a, a female. Like is the the main character like badass kind of stuff? Oh, uh, okay. I got all kinds of stuff like that. My wife reads all that shit. Oh, okay. I have to check that out. Super nerdy fantasy stuff with like females as like the main character, the protagonist. But Stephen, like that, that's that is real shit though. Like I am hyper aware. Not, like dude, like for ex- we're talking about Star Wars. Like taking my daughter to see Star Wars, like when she was when Force Awakens came out. You know, like the new generation, like the female lead is a is a is a is a girl you know like her her generation's luke skywalker is ray you know and like that's really fucking dope you know so i'm always like yeah i'm always in that like even like the new marvel stuff with captain marvel is like basically the fucking strongest superhero of all time and oh yeah uh marvel's really embraced like the you know the strong female lead has Um, she read has she read ms marvel the comic do you know that one no, no, she's a. It's it, it's not only just as good, but it's like she's Muslim. Oh, cool! You know? There's a Ms. Marvel yeah, series yeah. happening, right? A Disney yeah, Plus yeah, series it's, coming. It's yeah. based on the comic, and they're gonna they're gonna sneak her into. Um, I want. I don't know about Winter Soldier, but like she, they're they're gonna name drop it. You know what's yeah. gonna happen because I think I think they're bringing the mutants in people. I think if we're gonna yep. one division, yeah, 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 hell yeah. Well, it's cool because like it. she's. Um, I, I'll, I'll shut up about this, but. It is cool. Like things are definitely, it's definitely better now because like she's super, super. Because after Stranger Things, she got. I mean, she's like is obsessed with Stranger Things, and like after that, she got really into all the shit that inspired inspired Stranger Things. Like she loves like Goonies and like all that shit from like. <sighs> so so it's been awesome for me. Like a child of the eighties, like I was a little kid through all that. Like she's so in. She always wants to rewatch all that shit, but like it. She always does say, like, where's the girls at? Where's the did chicks you see, at? Did you see Finding Ohana on Netflix? I just watched that. Oh, no, did, no, no. What no, do you no. think? It was, it was good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. That's the one where they all go to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just watched yeah, that yeah, last yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. good. Did, yeah. Did you see Data? Data's yeah. in it. Data's Data. in fucking... Oh, from Goonies? Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, the, he's the, the, the friend, the older friend. He's, he's the cousin. The cousin the of the co- mom. Uh, yeah. That's Data? Yo, he's going to be in the new indie movie as well. Oh, wow. Is he really? He's yeah, coming yeah. back. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Short Round's coming back? I was, Shit, yeah, he is. I was watching um, Raiders of the Lost Ark last night, a uh, little bit of it, and because I always try to gauge it because I'm older and my kids saw Star Wars when they were six, because I saw it when I was six. And I have the, um, Adam, you probably have it. Do you have the, the 20th Century Fox DVDs that came out right when he tweaked them that has the I got, originals? I got that shit. I got that. You yeah, I got all the different. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so they've seen what I saw, you know, no episode four, no 
yeah. crawl. So they saw that. And you forget how campy it is and how it's brilliant and all that. But but I remember when I was 10, my dad took me to see Raiders of Lost Ark. And I remember waiting in line because we're waiting in line. You know, you get in. And I was like, wait, what are we seeing? And he's like, I don't know, something Ark. Han Solo's in it. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> and and I loved it, but I was 10, so Fuck me up, <laughs> yeah. But it, but because there's some shit that fuck it's you up. Scary, you know I mean? yeah, it's fucking uh, scary. You mean like dude. people, their faces melt away? Well, that destroyed me. But like even at the beginning, like you know, Doc Ock gets like you know the yeah. knife through the head at the beginning. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the spiders and and also as, and also as I'm rewatching it, I'm like, so Indiana Jones is like a statutory rapist now. <laughs> Yo, he, it, it, it's worse. I Check read, this out. I read the article. It gets worse, right? George Lucas yeah. said it. Yeah. So there, you can actually go and you can read the transcripts from the Raiders' uh, writing roundtable with with Spielberg and Kasdan and Kasdan and Lucas, yeah. and they're talking about how old Marion should be in relation to Indy because there's a line, you know, she's she's talking about the relationship and how he just bailed on her, and she's like, "I was a child." Right. And supposedly she was like 18 when this happened. Right. That's what they settled on. She was 18. So the difference is, I don't know, 10 years. Right. And in the discussion, Lucas is like, I don't know. I was thinking, I think it'd be more interesting if she was like 12 or something. Yeah. (laughs) 12. Indiana Jones is 20 something. And he created Star Wars. So (laughs) there you go. You got to cancel Star Wars now, Adam. Yeah. That's your dude. I mean, George Lucas is canceled. Dude. No, his ass is canceled on on that shit. But dude, different times, you know. Uh, well, it was a fictitious it, relationship in his mind. It's fine. It, it didn't exist. It's backstory. But I don't think that helped anybody. No, I think about this a lot. We, I, I call it like I can't explain it to my kids now. But he's called like Axel Rosing, where because because <laughs> one of my one of my dear friends from L.A. His cousin is Stephanie Seymour, and he was like, "Oh, that shit's real." Like I saw every mark. Well, and I'm yeah. like, "Fuck." I paid yep. to see two goddamn tours. Yep. <laughs> and I bought the record when it came out. But it's like, so I caught Axe Rose. Like, I got to separate the asshole from the music. Cause like, you know, yeah. David Bowie on records, like, yeah, she was 15. Whoa. You know Dude. what I mean? Like, oh, well, read, let, read let the Zeppelin, Zeppelin books. books. Yeah. Jimmy yep. Page is like notorious for having 13 year old, 14 year old girlfriends. Like notorious for <sighs> 28, 28 years old, 14 year old girlfriends. 28 years old. Dude, it, it is like, it is like really. It's an interesting and important conversation about whether or not you can separate the art from the person. Michael fucking Jackson. Michael Jackson. And the time period and society and, you know, how things are looked at yeah, at that like time. Yeah, like what the norms were at the time. Dude, like John, John Lennon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, why'd you write Hey Jude? Oh, they're getting a divorce. Oh, why? Oh, he beat the living shit out of the kid and the mom while he was fucking anything that had pupils. <laughs> You know, yeah. well, like, also, I've, yeah. I also read stories like Paul McCartney used to beat Linda. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were all terrible, yeah. but they grew they grew up that way there. You can't find it anymore. And this is taking a turn. But let's just keep going. <laughs> you just don't you just don't see bands like to just beat people like that anymore. It's no. just, man, you don't really get that emotional depth. Yeah, it really. Was the, anymore. It, was ca- it was called the E True Hollywood Story Beatle Wives. Ooh. And. and Ringo Starr is on record saying the reason he went sober is because his wife, who's still his wife, uh, he got hammered and just beat her up. Oh, and, I think, wow. and I think she got in some as well, but that's still awful, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Ring, well, Ringo's tiny, so. She probably kicked his ass, so it was like it was all good. Very, very little. Very little. Met, I met Ringo. Did you? Really? 
in, in the coolest way you'll ever meet anyone ever. You've met a beetle. That's pretty I've impressive. I've met a beetle. Now, my wife, again, is way cooler than me. She, she ran into Paul McCartney. Like literally, she was backstage. Like she hit him with a car. She ran. Well, she hit him with the car. She was working a VH1 Fashion Award. She was in charge of Bowie, which is way cooler. Yeah, um, that's pretty. Good. But uh, she she ran around to go get Bowie to do something because she worked in the talent department there before she came into Fuse and ran the talent department and programmed all the music like you guys. So just <laughs> so we need I to was, thank her for. I, well, I always throw that in whenever people will be like, "Ah, oh, you introduced me to so many bands." I'm like, "No, let me explain to you how this." Um, <laughs> now my wife's the smart one. Stood there, was told, talk to them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> About bands. I like bands. <laughs> you know? and, and, and so I would talk to you guys and we would have a good time and I like talking to people. So it was fun. But my wife and her department programmed the music, chose all the bands. We had producers who created the show. I was just ding dong in front of it who could make a quick rapport because that was my job but be sincere about it you know yep. although there were times when people my friends would call me and going you hated them and i'm like oh, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck. you were always way more sincere than anybody else that we ever did those kind of interviews with if you know if i'm saying oh uh, well thank you, you really were, like, you sold it well i also like you guys <laughs> well yeah but i could just tell that you liked music and you had a genuine love for that but Anyway, Paul McCartney. She ran into Paul McCartney. Oh, she ran into Paul McCartney, and he was like, "Hello," and she's like, "Ah, ah." Um, so I was working. I was working uh, for MySpace, if you remember that. And um, uh, the guy I worked for, he was a journalist, and he ended up working at MySpace in production. Uh, his name is Trevor Kelly. He's amazing, and he now works for this. I mean, I hope he's doing okay. He works for this thing called Disney Plus now. I mean, I'm hoping he's okay. <laughs> um, never heard of it. Hope he's making ends meet. I just. I uh, hope he can at least get some passes to Disney. I worry, man, because you know this Quibi thing's coming up. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we were working it, and uh, we were sandwiched between CBS and People Magazine because it was all Viacom. And there's a guy talking in my ear, uh, which is the job. And Ringo Starr's coming by, and he's like, go grab Ringo. And I went, no. <laughs> and he said, no. Nah. He said, what? And I went, I'm not running and grabbing anybody, much less a beetle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I've never been that guy. I'm not that guy. Run down the street and like, hey, can I ask you some questions? I'm like, there's nothing that important. Nothing. I would tell nah. everybody, I'm sure I said to you guys, we're not curing cancer. We're not pulling anybody out of a fire. This is fun. I want to talk to someone about something cool. And not for get people watch. You know what I mean? Like I want yeah, yeah, sure. to yeah. be a conduit. You know what I mean? Which you know might have been the detriment of my career um, because I cared more about that than like ratings. But um, <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, our shit did well, but until they fucked it up. But anyway. But um. So anyway, Ringo looks over at me and goes, "Am I talking to you?" And I went, <laughs> and I went, "If you like." And he went, "I wouldn't." <laughs> and and walked away what? yes i was laughing so hard <laughs> they were so mad i looked at the camera and i went that counts i talked to a beetle <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. holy shit i wouldn't but like i don't want it and i don't want anything else like what am i supposed no, to that's amazing like, that's a great story like, dude i think that's perfect yeah because like, i i've thought about this before yeah the beetles are like you know the the Two remaining living beetles are like the only people on earth that given the opportunity, I would refuse to meet. <laughs> like 
I, I would happily meet like any of my heroes and like, if it sucks, it sucks, whatever. But I like a good friend of mine, his dad is the guitar player of Toto who's in Ringo's band. Oh yeah. Steve oh, cool. Lukather from, you know, from Toto. And when Ringo came through, I thought about hitting up Trevor, his son and trying to get tickets. And then I was like, cause I've met Steve and hung out with him a bunch. Like I actually met him first, like at Nam back in the day. And I was like, I'm, I'm fucking weird. And just, I, I go too far, but I was like, I don't even want to risk the chance that I would meet a beetle. Like, cause they're gods to me, like uh, on, on earth. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't, I want to leave them there. I, so I would, I would rather have had your experience, like been told to fuck off. Like no human. You're, you mean get completely hammered and show Blake Schwarzenbach your drawbreaker tattoo? Cause that's your, that's your favorite band. Do that. Yeah, man. Wait, I'll, wait, do it. Do it more than once. <laughs> oh, do it. Do it to the point that when you go see one of his other bands that your wife texts you, don't fuck with Blake. Stay away from Blake. <laughs> and Wilkie, the lighting designer and uh, merch guy of NoFX, drags you up out of lit because you're going to do it again. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about, Adam. No no, man, I would, I would just ask Ringo, I mean, were you like bummed when Paul had to play the drums on those records? Ooh, yeah, he, would, he would love that. You know what's interesting, Josh, is on, on Love Me Do, so there's two versions of that single. Now, again... It's sexy time. Uh, <laughs> um, so the guy who played on the A side, the first recorded version, um, George Martin didn't like. So they brought in this guy, Adam White, to play. And Adam White was like a session guy from Scotland. Mm -hmm. And uh, then Ringo played on the next track, which was, was the one that was released in the U.S. Mm -hmm. There's a third one where they both play. And Ringo, solid tambourine player, very, right, Josh? Very deceptively hard instrument to play, tambourine. Yes. Yeah. Like jazz guys, like it's a, it's, it's hard to record. Hard. It is hard to record. It's really weird. There's a skill. There's a weird skill to it. Yeah. It's weird. I, I saw this drummer, um, this jazz guy, Ayrto Moera, do a tambourine solo at this jazz club. And I'm not a jazz guy at all. And I remember just sitting there going, it sounds like a, a Neil Peart solo on a tam Like, What is happening? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah it's, it's whole, weird. Whole, whole new realm. But anyway, so this guy, Adam White, his wife, and this is like, I, I still do production stuff, but I do it on the other side now. So I'll like interview people, but I'm like, I sit next to the camera so I don't have to look gorgeous. Um, I mean, I can. You do right now. Stupidly. Ob stu obviously. Stupidly handsome. Um, but I, I don't. <laughs> So I sit and I like ask questions. So I have a friend. Uh, I do this for Warner Brothers. So like Warner Brothers releases all these DVDs. So they did this Warner Brothers thing of um, uh, Scooby Doo meets Courage the Cowardly Dog. I don't know if you ever watched that cartoon. It's on Nickelodeon. Familiar. Yes. My, my brother's so. much younger, so he watched it. Anyway, the old there's an old female character in it, and this woman who does the voice is this librarian in Jersey, and she did it for years. Turns out her husband is this guy he passed away a few years ago who was Adam White who played on like the Beatles' first single. Oh, shit. Whoa. Oh, wow. And he was a big, big drummer. And I just was so fascinated to talk to her about it. She sent me this poster he made of like drum code and it's music, but he made it into a Scottish coat of arms. So if you learn the code, it's a rhythm pattern that you oh, have to wow. learn and do that. And she's like, 90 years old and was like writing it was like the coolest thing it's it's it it's one of the neatest one of the neatest gigs it's all these i meet all these cool voiceover artists which is which is the job we all wish we had 
Dude, that oh, would yeah, be the, the best job. That would be incredible. <laughs> Steven, did, did you, speaking of, okay, so Beatles nerd stuff, did you read Jeff Emmerich's book, Here, There, and Everywhere? No. No, I read the Beatles, the biography. Um, I've started in tune, which stops right before they form, and it's like 1,100 pages. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> so insane. Wow. Um, no, 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 so the Jeff Emmerich book, Jeff Emmerich's the, like, he was the engineer for all oh. but like one record. Oh wow, I got to read that one. Dude, it's so good. It's so good because like it talks about how when they're in the studio, it's like them, George Martin, Jeff Emmerich and like their two roadies and that's it. Yeah. Nobody else is allowed in. Like Aspinall, Neil Aspinall. He's mentioned. Yes. Yeah. Uh yeah, for sure. But like it's record label people, nobody's allowed. Mm. No. Like fuck off. Like we're doing our thing and that's it. That's how we make records for sure. <laughs> well, because there's no label, but you know, yeah, but like it's, it's Easily. really, Wait, it's, you guys, you guys aren't with Brett anymore or no, it's been a few years. Uh, no, uh, the last, the last, last record, uh, we just did put out ourselves, but you don't need to have a label. I mean, no offense to anybody's got a label, but you don't need to. And I think like we've, we've proven that in this day and age that it's, yeah, it's unnecessary. Yeah. We did two with Epitaph and then that it was just a two record deal. So yeah. that's cool. Good for you guys. Sorry. I cut you off, Josh, but yeah. But you, no, 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 you should read the book. It's 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 really rad because they talk about like all. It's like the band was like, I want it to sound like this, and he would have to figure the shit out in the '60s, and he would figure it out like the microphone with plastic and a water that John wanted to sing into, like how they. What's the song, Josh? They did the first ever tape loop what which song is that i'm losing my mind i can't it's remember so, it's something off of uh revolver i think yeah and they literally they, they took the tape and they stretched it around the recording booth uh-huh. because they'd never done that before to make it just keep going and so they're literally like hmm. yeah and that that and then they, they did imagining. another one <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the imagining face well then that and then they did another thing where to do like a loop of like weird sounds they like took all these like weird samples and cut the tapes up and yeah. essentially threw it up in the air and however it landed they pieced it together like that and that's what they oh, used i love that's that the shit. shit you do when you're on drugs why didn't they just yeah. put it in pro tools it's so much easier <laughs> i know oh, God, right this is stupid <laughs> fucking dumb old people pro tools just augment it <laughs> the book would talk about how like mccartney would come in like well after everyone for like hours on in and just his bass tracks just forever long it's like P- people would forget like how good a musician like he is dude <laughs> you know i mean he's a fucking that bass, dude. all the bass shit on all the beatles albums is so good is he is he he's a he's a uh, is, he, is he a thumb guy does he play like sting see that guy plays with the thumb or is he everything i think he, he does is. everything he yeah he he does it all depending on the song and ringo's left-handed that's my favorite fact yeah. about him we can't we can't even fathom that kind of musicianship because we've never had to function on that level you know like we did record the tape like in our first days and our first like uh, local bands and stuff, you know, where we had to do it all in one take and yeah. shit. But, but like, you know, technology has come so far. We, we've never had to be that good. Now kids don't even have to be a tenth of as good as we even were at that point. Well, it's I crazy. mean, some of those first Beatles records were on like four track and they'd have yeah. to like consistently bounce everything down. Keep bouncing, yeah. Yep. Keep rebouncing it down and rebouncing mm-hmm. it down. And it's like they have all these different tracks on a four track. Yeah. So for anyone who's listening who doesn't, understand recording at all like four track means literally there are four different instruments that you can record period at one and time you mix the, 
and you mix those three together. So, or you mix those four together to become one, and then you have three left. So it's like you've got bass, drums, guitar, and vocals, or you've got bass, drums, guitar, whatever. Then you export or bounce. You get that all down onto one, then you've got the other three, and then you record some additional shit, then you combine that. And there's no, like, at the end, mixing and changing yeah. all the levels of all the different shit. You don't edit nope. it later. It's You commit to one fucking take, and then you, you, you go with it, and that's it. So you have to be really good. Yeah. yeah. Sergeant Pepper was recorded on two, four tracks together. Yep. yep. Sarge, yeah. Sergeant Pepper. Let's say that again, everybody. <laughs> Sergeant Pepper was recorded on two and I, and I was I was in a band in college and <laughs> and we we recorded a demo because if you kick the back of the engineering department door real hard during Thanksgiving <laughs> it will open and <laughs> that's true you can record true. something you can sneak in um gangster uh, gosh so it's that was so true. <laughs> we, we we did a few of those. Like friend friends got yeah. a couple days where there's nobody in there at the yeah. at the college. Yeah. yeah that well, was... that was what happened with with the podcast that uh, Jonah Bear and I did. That's actually still going on. Um, going off track, but uh, Benny Horowitz from the Gaslight Anthem hosts it now. Nice. Yep. Uh, we gave it to him. It's amazing. He's one of the greatest people. But you guys remember Ryan and Adam? You guys came by. You came to Rubber Tracks, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. The Converse. Thing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. Yeah. God, that was the gr- greatest idea ever. And, it, you know, a recording studio for any unsigned band. Mm-hmm. And then you get to keep your masters. Dude. Like, that's what I've never understood so much about, like, being a musician. I remember when, I, I remember, like, you know, pre-Napster, like, getting music off the internet. Because in my head, this was copying a mixtape from a friend because I didn't understand the internet and I didn't understand the volume of it. Yeah. And, and, and of course now I get it and it's wasn't cool then. It's not cool now, but now it's a subscription service, which just makes Billy Corgan right, which really upsets me. Um, <laughs> None of us he knew said that if we didn't know where it was going. years ago, he said, he said, I, I predict music's going to be a subscription service and fuck. Cause he's a douchebag. He was a douche to me. He was so mean. He was so snotty. And he was so cool before the interview and the cameras roll. He was such a dick. Um, all he wanted to talk about was bad brands. I'm like, I'll talk about bad brands until you're dead, dude. Let's talk about bad brands. Um, but um, uh, like I, I try to figure out how before Napster came on, I was just like, oh, man, this is, this is cool. This is like acquiring music and getting everything together. And then Napster was like, oh, oh, we're oversharing. Like, this is now going to affect people's livelihoods. Yeah. It's not yeah. cool. But then the flip side of that is, uh, not to get political, but whenever people ask me what my political stance is, I say, one, don't, don't do that. That's not cool. <laughs> Two, here's my answer. Um, <laughs> uh, it's like, it's, oh, yeah, that a, sucks. You shouldn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. No, my, my answer is very simple. It's like, I, I strongly believe in libraries. Our taxes pay for them and everybody can share them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. if, you, if you can afford a book, go buy it. If you can't, you can go borrow it. Yep. Just don't fuck it up. Yep. Um, and albums are there. You know, a lot of it's online there. If I want to go borrow an album, like I can do it. You know, I do a lot of it. There's a lot of Taylor Swift shit out there I'm not paying for and my kids want to hear. <laughs> I'm not yes. going to buy it. I'm not but, buying five version of Folklore to get two extra yeah. songs. I'm not doing it. Yeah. You're renting it for a very small fee yeah. while you're streaming it. it. And, yeah. li- and libraries actually are charged. It's either triple or quadruple for an album or a book. Right. Because they know they're going to share it and uh, they know that taxes support yep, it. Yeah. So like if – And the assumption is that it's just borrowed also, not that it's made 
an exact digital copy in perpetuity. In perpetuity. You can't use it. You're not going to like Xerox it and sell it. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. Um, now, back in the day, we would, if I, they had CDs back when I was in high school, we would get the record, but like they're, they're, they're not going to have start today. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, right. like we're not going to get that. Yep. And yeah. if we did at the library, we'd be copying that shit onto a tape. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> but that was different. It's not en masse. And I was like, fuck, dude, you just made Lars Ulrich right. And that sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There was a weird a, middle time where we didn't, and I'm still, I'm sure it's still evolving to another point where, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in 10 years, but uh, yeah, it was crazy. And we became a big band at the time where, you know, you didn't have to buy music anymore. It was real, no. real weird for us, but and you had to tour your asses off. We were still you know, very successful and it was great, but yeah, it was, if, but we were right there at the cusp yeah, we, though. Like, we still right sold records. Period. We have a gold record. We have a platinum record now, but that was like, we would never get that again, even if we had a huge successful record. You know, it's like you made wait, you made videos. Yeah, we made those video things, and uh, we made real. We music went on videos. TV weird. shows that used to play weird. music on TV. It was weird. Yo, let let's since we know you from the music video days, we should talk about music videos a little bit at least. I think on this, yeah, and let's like recap because I don't know if we've done this on the podcast. What we spent by we, I mean like the label, secondhand us because we had to like recoup this with record sales yep yes yep. you did our first single until the day i die was like a a, ch- a cheap shoestring budget video that was seventy five thousand dollars awesome right i th- i was thinking 90 i was thinking 90 right? i think it was no it was, it was it was 70 i think it was like keep it under a hundred thousand and everything's good yeah and i remember the director ryan smith who we should have on at some point yeah he, he was in a partnership at the, at the time directing partnership with this dude his last name's boren i don't know smith S- smith and boren they did like all the simple plan videos back in the day good charlotte like all the that early pop punk like emo crossover stuff they did a, a, a bunch of shit like that i remember talking to him he's like dude this is this is a video we want to do like you know just like down and dirty, like DIY, like low budget, you know, <laughs> like we'll just come in there. We'll just we'll fucking drive a van there if we need to. It was <laughs> almost a hundred grand, you know? And like, that's the level that it was at. And then we did our second video for Anthem of Our Dying Day, which was two fifty, two yes. right? quarter of a million dollars to make a video that now is streamed on low quality on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, at it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucking ripped. <laughs> it's a ripped version of a Fuse video. Yeah, it's it, yeah, it's, it's still, not it even says, Warner's official thing. It says Fuse in the corner. If yeah. you look I'll, it up, I'll yeah. go even further with that with you guys. Is that somewhere, and it's probably gone. But somewhere is the master of that video, which is on a beta tape, which makes it a master beta, which is pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Because Fuse, and I know this for, for a fact, uh, they archived nothing. So all of those old episodes we did are gone. Oh, wow. No. Oh, fuck. Like, in fact, like the majority- That's fucking criminal, dude. The majority of the show, of the rock show at least, is- about four feet that way because I made as many tapes as I could. The first episode was lost. Oh, well. Um, the first guest we ever had, that episode was lost, which was me first in the Gimme Gimmies. I mean, what kind of show does that? <laughs> That's your yeah. first guest? You know, That's amazing. First, ge- first guest, yeah. and it was yeah, yeah. it was Fat Mike, and I made some awful off-color joke, and he thought it was hilarious, and we're still friends. Yeah. Um, our, first ge- our first guest is a cover band. Yeah, I mean, oh my well, it's, God. An all star, it's an all-star group of covers, cover band yeah. guys, but yeah, yeah. You know, it's pretty great. Oh, but. yeah, man. Totally, to have those guys on, the lag wagon dudes. I'm like, we're yeah. floored. It's amazing. Um, because they all can play. Oh, and it was um at that time it was um, Shiflet. 
Yeah, Chris Shiflett. Yeah, he was in the band mm-hmm. then. Yeah, yep. that's oh, right. Foo Fighters. Yeah, yeah, yeah who's yeah. now in Foo Fighters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I mean Chris Shiflett of no use for a name. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. Or, or Chris Shiflett of Jackson, if you will. <laughs> yeah, we toured with him when he was in a band called Jackson. Jackson well. United, I thought. Jackson it was United, and then it, I think yeah, they yeah. Ch- well, it was Jackson first, then they changed it to Jackson. Take that, Penfield. And then they <laughs> changed it to Jackson United because <laughs> I think there was a thousand bands called Jackson, probably. But I saw Jackson United at a at a Warp Tour, uh, Warp Tour like launch party whatever it was at the house of blues and it was jackson united and i think mike hem and uh yeah for some reason courtney love was there Mm. (laughs) well and and it was Mm. the second time in my life i got accosted by courtney love very weird very odd can you tell us the story yeah tell us the story i want i want to talk about some more video shit but you have to tell this the, fir- the first one was I was at Irvin Clausen. and we were watching a band. I couldn't even tell you the name of the band, um, which is awful. You should, if you get to go to a show, and I abused the shit out of that. Like It was like Keys to the Kingdom. They were like, we'll get you tickets to whatever shows you want to see. And I was like, all right, cool. Thursday's playing tomorrow night with From Autumn to Ashes. And they were like, what? And I went, oh, fuck. <laughs> you guys suck. <laughs> um, they're like, we'll, we'll figure something out. I'm like, yeah, you will. God damn it. One line drawing is playing. Um, so, that was three, two names I haven't thought about in like 20 years, but yeah. Yeah. One line. Oh, I want to circle back to one to Jonah. Um, I remember at, at Irving Plaza and, and my producer was with me and she like shoved the producer to the side and looked at me and went, don't get a big head, but I think you have a perfect nose. And, I, and in my head, I'm like, don't make any sudden moves. This is Courtney Love. You could die. Yeah. <laughs> like she could knock you over this balcony. And then she left off into the ether. My producer like literally popped his head up and went, the hell was that? And I went, I don't know, man, but a lot's making sense. Um, <laughs> and then the, I do have a perfect second, nose. So, yeah. And then the second time was at the Warp Tour thing. And she just like came over to the show and was like, hey. And I was like, hey. Same thing. Like don't make any sudden moves. It was just very, very Yo, bizarre. Oh, dude. Were we mm-hmm. there? I remember her being on the premises. I remember at least there was talk like, holy fuck, fucking Courtney loves over there. Yeah. I, seem, I seem to remember that too on Warp Tour. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, that was because it was at the House of Blues and they had that weird like secret room upstairs, the foundation room. But circling back to Jenna Matringa, Ryan, you were thinking, you were talking about like uh, stuff bands can do. Um, I don't know why Jonah put everything he's ever recorded under this USB drive that he made into like a little wooden piece of art. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I got those Beatles records on the UK version, it was in an apple and you pull the stem out and it's all on a USB. (laughs) And my wife, she got from Warner brothers a few years ago. Um, it was like a collection of every decade singles all the way up through like the early 2000s of Warner Brothers and it was the Warner Brothers symbol and you pull out a little USB and I'm like, oh, this is where music's going to go. <laughs> like before subscription and streaming, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh, you're, you're going to, cre- you're going to create like something, something funky and cool that looks like a US, that, that the USB drive that comes in and like a fan will get that, you know, and you could buy a cheap USB drive that's just, you know, whatever my name on it, but you get a piece of art and do that. And I always thought that would be kind of cool, but then USB drives, they only go in one way and it's frustrating. You get mad. You're going to throw that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we just leapfrog that shit. I remember thinking back in the day too, like, well, what's the smaller thing that it's going to be? There's actually this great, really, really great YouTube channel. This dude from, sorry to kind of digress here, but please, the channel's called Techmoan, one word. It's this British dude and it's it's very like BBC program on you know, American PBS kind of vibe. 
and he talks about defunct vintage audio and video technology. Like he did one recently on like hit clips, which was those little, uh, they looked like little CDs, but they were little like flash drives essentially that you put in the shitty little player that played for like a minute, Mm -hmm. you know, or he'll do one. He did one on like, um, video on vinyl, which was a thing, like all this really obscure shit. And number one, it's just interesting because I'm, I'm into that stuff, but two, it just makes it apparent that as it progressed, all the labels were like, oh fuck, this is it. This is the next thing. But it was happening so fast that none of it made money. And all of a sudden it was like, nope, it's just in the fucking ether. It's all men in black, man. There's no more stuff. It's, it's in the world. means I'm going to have to buy the white album again. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, so hold on real quick. Speaking of that, you mentioned having tapes of all the, the, the Stevens Untitled Rock Show stuff. You have like the, the, you know, quote high definition, like beta, whatever it is, 480i versions. Like I have, beta, you have the actual archive level shit. I have, uh, yeah, I have archive level beta, and then I have um, what's called DV cam. This was much smaller. Um, and then when Fuse like kind of broke, like um, my old boss just handed me a DV cam reader, which is oh huge, sweet, huge and heavy. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I have one of those, and then, uh, but you know, I have nowhere to play it. You know, because it's all component. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it yeah. It's it's hard to hook into, but I have it. And every once in a while, my wife goes, "So, what are we doing with this?" And I'm like, "You mean our legacy? <laughs> <laughs> Someday it will be converted, and everybody will it's know." It's gonna be an unofficial YouTube channel. It's so funny that like nothing is worth anything anymore. It's like I just sold all my comic books, like like everything, just one to make room because, like you're saying, Dan, it's like, what, what, what? Where did all this shit come from? Yeah, yeah. and yeah. like. What did I used to use this room for? Oh, yeah, junk. Bullshit. And, of course, as soon as I sell the whole thing, I'm like, oh, wait, that's a big deal now? Really? I had – I don't – (laughs) fuck. Fucking beanie babies. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, I have all my baseball cards from, like, my whole childhood, and I I remember early 2000s, late 90s, like, dude, I'm going to sell this shit when I'm grown up and, like, pay off my house. Like, dude, it's not worth shit anymore. Dude, I have, like, incredible – I have, like, incredible cards. I have, like, an amazing collection. Shit's, like (laughs) – I, I had I had comics that I, I had a guy who like had his own eBay store. He came over and we just went through shit, and so we just said we'll get we sold like I don't know, hundred comics and I got like two grand. Yeah, right. <laughs> and one of those was like the Crow number one because Goths got a Goth. Yeah. Then everything else I just sold in bulk. I had ten thousand comics. Damn. Holy shit. And I and I and I just sell them like forty bucks a box. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it killed me. And then I was at my mom's house, and uh, she's like, what are we doing with all this old G.I. Joe stuff? And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and my wife's like, it's not coming here. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is. I say in my head. Outside, yeah. I go, you're right. Um, <laughs> well, I went to, you'll appreciate this, Adam. I went to, like, the local cool comic book store in my, in my old neighborhood that had been there when I was a kid. Life would have been better. And it's actually called Tashi Station. Nice. Represents Springfield, Virginia. And uh, I showed up with all my old G.I. Joe stuff that I kept in, like, pristine conditions, all the weapons and the cards and everything. And I had so much of it. And this is, you know, COVID city right now. And I was like, hey, how much do you guys give me for all this? And they're like, how much do you want? And I'm like, oh, I hate this game. Oh, this yeah. Game. <laughs> this is why I hate eBay because it's like, give me 150 bucks for my giant size Boba Fett. <laughs> Negotiate. I'll give you 90. I'm like, you know what? I hate I hate. I just why I don't do it. But this guy was like. Yeah, I don't know if we can give you what you're asking for. I was like, we're thinking like 350. And this was like all the vehicles, like from the 80s and on, with all the people. 
And I was like, I don't know, man. Is that that Millennium Falcon from Toys R Us, the really big one that came out in a thousand? Yeah. You want to trade? Yeah, I went, yeah. And I went, all right. Yeah, I'll take that. So it's over there. So my you kids got- have, my kids, it's, it's a 30, it's like my daughter can't pick it up. It's this giant Millennium Falcon. That's so rad. Like, Your whole childhood traded for one fucking toy. Yeah. You replaced one junk with other junk. With yeah. so much junk. And so, and so like all my, and I don't mean to be so binary, but like all my dude friends are like, that's amazing. And all my girlfriends are like, were you the dumbest person alive? Like, <laughs> my, my wife was like, so he was going to hand you like X amount of money. And you chose to bring home another Millennium Falcon. I think you total to. I think bringing the total to three. So why did we need another Millennium Falcon? And I was like, for the same reason, I have four copies of the White Album. I think you made the right choice. Yeah, I think you made the right choice. If it makes you happy, fuck it. Fuck money. Who cares? Oh, dude, it's got it's. You can you can put four people in the cockpit. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, nice, dude. I have I have. No less than like 10 grand worth of Star Wars shit here. Just like random shit that I bought when Page Avenue was popping off. And I was like, I'll buy every Star Wars thing ever. Yeah. Like it's in my basement. I sold half of it 10 years ago. Made like 1500 bucks. Had like a a Star Wars fucking garage sale. I'm going to end up trading all of that to a similar comic book shop for store credit. And I'm just going to buy more versions of the fucking Star Wars movies totaling maybe a couple hundred bucks. That's what's gonna happen. Totally, I don't even feel bad about it. And I remember my same boat. And, and the best part was my daughters <laughs> were with me, and they were like, "My daughters are like, Dad, that was a good trade." <laughs> and I was like, "Nice, nice. yeah, it was." You're like, "That's how that's how it works, yeah, it kid. That's yeah, how it, it works." <laughs> I was like, "I love you guys so much. <laughs> I love you too." <laughs> Mom's gonna use this as grounds, <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, I'm in tr- I'm in trouble, but it's okay. And every time, and every time we go back to the store, I'm like. Because I didn't give them all the GI Joe stuff. Ooh, kept, kept, kept the a couple. Kept a couple good ones. Mm. And every time I'm in there, I'm like, "Is that that giant size 2002 <laughs> Slave One that three people can go in the cockpit?" <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. You want to talk or nice. uh, you want to do the thing, um, dudes? I don't know how you guys end up, but I have to. Yeah, we were all yeah. just probably thinking yeah, the we, same we got, thing. It's about it. that time. Oh, this was so awesome to see you. I love this. Yeah, dude. It's great to see you. It's Well, for Adam and Ryan, I guess they've seen you more recently, but I think me and Josh haven't seen you in probably at least 15 years or so. So, But what's so cool, we've talked about this, but like, what's so cool is it's been years, like literal years since we've talked to you, but something about this business and like the path that we've all traveled through, it's just kind of like the next day. Isn't that a weird phenomenon yeah. that just kind of happens? As soon as you popped up, I was just like, oh, hey, what's hey, up, dude? Yeah, <laughs> hey. Yeah, I, I remember yeah. standing in the studio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's cool. Yeah. But as you guys know, it's people specific. You know what I mean? Sure. It is. Yeah. It is. Like, sure. Like, because you've run into some people, and like, I met you at that party. You're like, <laughs> that guy. That was awkward. Yeah. That sucked. Yeah. Yeah. It's and you're like, Ugh. but then you meet people like who are com- completely cool. And I'll, cause I, I like telling stories, and I'll end on this one because it's. I, I just started in the world, and I was I was working at VH1, and I got to go to a Grammy party. And I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anybody. I didn't know what to do. And I see uh, Brian Baker walking by. Mm-hmm. I've met him a couple and times. Like, and like minor threat like changed my life. You know what I mean? Like, I that was straight was edge until I was 27. So yeah, 
You know, if you ain't now, you never were. I, that's oh, true. And Brian Baker. <laughs> but, uh, I, was, I was wearing a straight edge shirt one time at Warp Tour, and I walked up the Bad Religion tent when Brian Baker was. Well, he's still in Bad Religion, but he's like, he's like, yeah, you're straight edge. Huh? Do you, you know the history behind that? And I was like, uh, minor threat. And he's like, all right, all right, whatever. That's cool. And he he gave me some like funny you saying. Pass. You, you know? get a pass. But anyway, go on. By the way, Dan Norman Brennan from Texas is the reason and Shelter said that to me when I did the same thing. So I've never been able to do it to somebody. So I appreciate it. And Norman's one of the greatest people ever. So Brian Baker walks by and I was like, hey, Brian Baker. And Brian Baker turns to me and goes, oh, I'm not Brian Baker. But we tried to get him to be in my band. And I went, oh, that's so cool. Uh, I know he's in Bad Religion. And I was like, you're not in Bad Religion. He was like, no, 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 but Brian's really cool. And I was like, what, what's what's your band? And he went, oh, R.E.M. <laughs> oh. oh, shit. And I went, motherfucker, you're Mike Bills. Do you want to hear what I've been hired to do for a living? Know about bands. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not that's Brian funny. Baker. Shit. Oh, that's and great. And he just died laughing. And then we just talked about the bass line for It's the End of the World as We Know It, which was <laughs> A weird conversation, but kind of cool. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> but again, like, he was that guy. He was just genuine and cool. And you guys know it. You can smell insincerity from a mile away. Fact. Yeah. 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 You guys were always that's sincere. And, and I remember the, I remember talking to you at Warp Tour, and I still remember it. I said something about H2O, and Adam, like, showed me your yep. tattoos. <laughs> and I was yep. like, oh, yep. There we go. We all, right, all have cool. that in common. We're all just legit music lovers. That's yeah. just, it's that simple. If, if you love music, you're all going to get along. And we also pride ourselves in not being douchebags. Well, that too. <laughs> yeah. I never, I never, there were never any stories about y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like there weren't, you know, it's like. No rapes, no uh, beatings. <laughs> I was going to ask that earlier. I was like, how did we rate on the douchebag scale of people who came well, it's, in? It's but, like bouncing souls. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like. That's why they're my favorite uh, band. Like I throw you guys in. Well, you you guys remember, like, at the Warp Tour, like, I'm pretty sure you guys could have crossed that line, like, where Bouncing Souls would hang. Where, like, yeah, yeah. Um, Later yeah, we did, like, yeah. You you could do that. Like, like there were bands that they – I was there. They kicked the fuck out, yeah. you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some bands that are probably bros with you guys were like, you guys get to sit there. Yeah. You know? We you talk, you about this, yeah. yeah. You could talk to the Souls. It's like, yeah, we fucking can. <laughs> yeah, we toured with the Souls, son. <laughs> if, you can, yeah. if you can hang with the Souls, you like, like, Souls um, – Souls, Dropkick Murphys, Against Me, yep. uh, Less Than Jake, like all those bands. If you could make it, there was always over that there. that side of the camp where well, it was we, like we lucked out. We took Hazen Street on tour, so we were instantly cool oh. with like a, a large yeah. range of people. And then they went on Warp Tour that same year. So yeah, we were hanging out with Freddie and Toby from H2O yeah. and everybody, and we would go over there and Yo, you ever got problems, bro? Let me know. <laughs> we did everything Shit. we could to get in with the cool guys every once in a while. You, well, that's legit. Yeah. I mean, that's. We knew who to respect and where we were, where we were supposed to be. I remember Hoya like picking my wife up outside of CBGZ, swinging around, going, "You're like family," and I'm crying, going, "Can we just go home?" <laughs> no, I was scared to death. I remember uh, Keenan was like, "We're going to this DMS bar," and I'm like, "Nope, nope, <laughs> no, nah, nope. I should probably go home." <laughs> respect, Rusty's my guy, <laughs> but I. You have the best night. <laughs> so all I need to hear is, how can we play Madball and Fuse? I'm like, it's not my department. <laughs> oh, fuck, oh, I guess on the metal side, they do that. I don't play that. They don't understand the delineation between hardcore and like metal, and it's not my fault. <laughs> That's great. I'm the one who said to end, and I won't shut up. You guys are amazing. I'm so happy to see you. Continued success with everything. And this is such a cool thing for your fans. I love yeah. it. Yeah, we we uh, we we you know we like each other and we like to hang out. Oh, so. I think my headphones died. I uh, hope you can still hear me. We can hear you. We got you. All right, let's wrap. Thanks for being on here, dude. That's the best ending ever. <laughs> <when> headphones die. <laughs>
He's like, shit. He can't hear us, but we can hear him. <laughs> he hear you. Well, I'm going to assume that you guys are being very nice. So we we'll are. See you. <laughs> All right. Bye, bye Steven. Steven. We love you. We'll see you, dude. Thanks for dude. doing it. God, what a good motherfucker. What a good dude. <laughs> <laughs> He's just sitting there laughing. All right. All right. Talk to you soon. He's going to go away now. <laughs> if you enjoyed this podcast, we'd like to tell you that we also enjoyed this podcast. That was fun. I haven't seen him in 15 years, and I didn't know what we were going to talk about, but that was great. He's the best. <laughs> I was about to say, if you didn't watch Fuse back in the day, you should go watch it, with, but you can, fucking clearly yeah, you can't. <laughs> but maybe Steven will do his unofficial, untitled... <laughs> rock youtube channel and he'll put up the whole fucking archives of that <laughs> shit i'm gonna push him to do that shit because that would be amazing yeah anyway good times um everybody of course thank you for listening if you're a patron of story of the year you're primarily at this point a patron of this podcast but going forward we actually we talked to management tonight we got a lot of plans we we're doing some good shit we're talking about recording a lot of this music that's been written as you know from listening to this podcast there's a fuck ton that's on deck. The world's weird, but shit's changing and we're going to do cool things. And if you're already a patron, you're already on board for that new shit. If you're not get on board, patreon.com slash story of the year is where you go to do that. You get benefits related to this podcast and then moving forward for shows, new songs, all that kind of shit. If you want to follow the band, of course, you know, at story of the year is everything. My personal stuff is all at Adam, the skull at Dan Marcella. That's me. Josh underscore wills two nine. I am Ryan Phillips. It's true. He is. That is he Ryan is Phillips. Phillips. I am. And I am Dan. I am Dan. All right, everybody, uh, thanks for listening, and uh, until next time. Hey, fucking suck one. Yeah! How can we go on?